On today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Nick Sirianni was in charge of the biggest collapse for a contender in NFL history. Was it enough to get him fired as the Philadelphia Eagles head coach? We'll make the case for both sides coming up next. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, co-host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Eagles content as well, over on Bleacher Report, joined as always by my co-host Gino Camilleri. Also on Bleacher Report, he's a scouting and director extraordinaire on today's Lockdown Eagles. I'm going to make the case for why Nick Sirianni should be fired. Gino's going to make the case for why he shouldn't be. By the end of the show, we'll come together and tell you if we personally feel like he should lose his job and what we think the Eagles will actually do. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Use our promo code LOCKDOWN in all capital letters to get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E Medical. Gino, the Eagles have a huge decision to make, and it's going to be coming up soon. Jeffrey Lurie has not met with Nick Sirianni yet. We saw the report today that Howie Roseman and Sirianni are out looking for potential coordinators. So this is a decision that I don't think is as guaranteed one way or the other as some may have thought during the season and then at the end of the season. It's it's a tough one, and I think it's even a more difficult decision to make than what they did with Doug Peterson after 2020. Today during locker cleanout, a lot of the players gave support to Nick Sirianni, and that's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of reporting that there's been friction in the locker room between the players, between the head coach. We'll see. Jeffrey Lurie, as I have said on this show, is the judge, jury, and executioner, and you made a great point that Doug Peterson, the intention wasn't that he was going to be fired after that terrible season in 2020 yeah then he meets with Jeffrey Lurie and Jeffrey changes his mind and that's how we get to where Nick Sirianni is and it's going to be a difficult decision like you said Lou there's a lot of factors his winning percentage now that he's going out and apparently looking for coordinators with Howie Roseman that might play to his benefit as well and at the same time hearing guys like Fletcher Cox sound off that they would support him being the head coach. Yeah, it's not the end-all be-all, but it, it right. is really good to hear that, that guys still would want to play for him, and you're not getting the Josh McDaniels type of treatment that the Vegas Raiders have given him. Yeah, silence would have said a lot, and some Absolutely. guys did make ringing endorsements of Nick Sirianni today in locker clean-out. So, Gino, we're going to get into it. I'm going to have three reasons I think they should fire Sirianni. You have three reasons why they should retain him for 2024, because we got to look at both sides. This is exactly what Jeffrey Lurie is going to be doing and Howie Roseman. I want to start with my first reason I think they should let him go, and it has everything to do with Jalen Hurts. I think he's losing the franchise quarterback, and I don't trust that he's the best guy to sustain the level of play that Jalen has had over the last two years, specifically 2022 in the first half of 2023. Like there isn't a more important relationship in sports than the quarterback head coaching partnership in the NFL. It makes or breaks your chance to be a sustainable contender in the NFL. Any dynasty you can ever point to is kind of a two man dynasty in NFL history. 
And you look at Jalen Hurts not denying that ESPN report that he wasn't happy with the offense, and he didn't really endorse Sirianni after the Tampa Bay game when he was asked directly about his job status. I think Jalen Hurts needs a long-term play caller as his head coach, and I don't think that's Nick right now. It's a very good point what you're saying, that Jalen Hurts ultimately is the Philadelphia Eagles to a degree because you are what your quarterback is, and that's the National Football League. And the thing about it, and I think this kind of leads right into my point, is, well, when he's presenting to Jeffrey, hey, I brought in Shane the first time around. I made the right decision. I might have slipped up on Brian Johnson, but I had Shane Steichen in this building. Give me one more chance, right? And the discussion is going to be, how are you going to help Jalen? It has to be a man-to-man conversation. Jalen, what are you comfortable with? Now Nick goes and takes that information. He then scouts all of these guys that we will be talking about over the next couple weeks or so, especially if they overhaul and do fire Nick Sirianni, but I'm sure that they're going to bring in new coordinators But then he has to mesh those concepts with what that coordinator does, what he does well, with what your quarterback does well. Are you going to go out there and get a guy like Greg Roman? No, I don't think so. You're going to have to find somebody that does what Shane Steichen did to a degree better than what Brian Johnson did. And you have to believe that Jeffrey Lurie would give him another chance if that is the case. Because if he was the play caller, I think the decision would be made already that he is out the door because you have seen the decrease in play with Shane Steichen leaving the building. Who is the new play caller? That person, they have to be held accountable. But he didn't do that. He is the quote-unquote CEO head coach. Can he bring in somebody else to lead those troops? Can he bring in that general patent to lead his offense. No, for sure. And that actually leads into my next point about why I think they should let him go. It's because Nick Sirianni is not a play caller, although he seems apparently according to that ESPN story to butt in at times uh, when it comes to Brian Johnson's decisions, it looks like Sirianni sometimes would overrule him in 2023. And I just think because he's not a play caller, again, it's harder to sustain offensive success and consistency in one scheme when your head coach is not that guy. And honestly, Mm -hmm. Like you talked about Sirianni being the CEO type. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie would have hired Sirianni if they thought he would be who he is now when it comes to the style of head coach. They wanted a young, offensive-minded play caller like they've always done, Andy Mm -hmm. Reid, Doug Peterson, to grow with their young core on offense, including their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. So... And the thing is, man, I don't really even trust. I mean, you made a good point that he got to give him credit. He did bring in Shane Steichen. Like, that was his decision. But I'm losing trust in Sirianni as that CEO type right now. Like, when you talk about his culture, right, that's part of who he's supposed to be. Since he's not a play caller, you got to focus more on things like culture. And that team, after that San Francisco game, lost their fight. Like, they pointed fingers. They talked to the media both publicly and anonymously. And right now, it's hard to trust his coordinator judgment after what he did. But I think you've made a good point regarding retaining him. You've got some more cases here for keeping Sirianni in 2024. I've got another reason I think they should let him go. That's coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something, and you might even be thinking the same thing this week. When it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, I think 
they they were mentally broken after the San Francisco 49ers loss. They had beaten a lot of good teams. They knew they had to play the 49ers and the Cowboys coming up, the two biggest teams in the NFC that were in their way. And they not only lost those games, but they got completely destroyed. I think that got in their head, and I think it's what caused those six losses in the final seven weeks. Anyway, though, therapy can be different for everybody. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off your chest once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month of online therapy. Today's episode of LOE is also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. The NFL season is rolling on, and now that you can sit back and you don't have to worry about the Eagles, you can have fun with daily fantasy sports over at Prize Picks. All you have to do is pick two to six players, say are they going to have more or less than their stat projections, and you don't even have to just pick football. You can combine sports. Heck, you could take Joel Embiid and Travis Kelsey with a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. And you could also play with rapper Meek Mill and Andrew Schultz in the community plays tab as well. They have the coolest policy in all of daily fantasy sports with their injury reboot. If somebody's injured in the first half, they don't come out for the second. That player is rebooted. The only place where you can find injury insurance and to get in on the action today, make sure you go to prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on NFL. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. You put in $100, they'll give you $100 to make your picks. It's easy. Two to six players, more or less than their prize picks projection. Daily fantasy sports made easy over at prize picks. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Gino, let's keep going here. We are diving into both sides both decisions that Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman could make to fire or not to fire head coach Nick Sirianni. Segment one, we made a couple cases why I think he should be fired. I don't think him being a play caller helps his case. Jalen Hurts and him, the relationship feels like it's a little bit strained right now. But you made one good point about he did pick the right coordinators when he came in. So it's not like he's totally inept in that way as the CEO type of head coach, what's another reason you feel like the Eagles could keep him next year? The next two points I'm going to play specifically to Howie Roseman. Okay. And when they're in that room, Nick Sariani has to get it across that. I think my second point will resonate more with who Howie Roseman truly is, mm-hmm. but Nick Sariani, he has to sit there and say, Howie, just like you, I've been there when this team has been bad. But at the same time, we have both gotten this team out of bad situations in the blink of an eye. That two and five turnaround, Howie, you've been there. You've been part of those four and 11 seasons. You've been part of those downturns. But can we be part of something special here to get this thing back on track quickly like we have seen in the past? I think he has to to make Howie Roseman his best friend because his best friend, 
is Jeffrey Lurie. Because Howie's not going anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. he's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. so he has to really play to that. It's like, Howie, we've we've kind of been through this before, man. Like, I, I'm I'm no threat to you. Like, we'll bring you bring in the players. I'll bring in the coordinators and everything. But we got to get this thing back on track quickly. Play into what Howie – play into that emotional side of Howie because you know he has that to him a little Oh, bit. yeah. No, that's a really good point, actually. My final reason I feel like Nick Sirianni should be fired next year – I talked about how him not being a play caller already puts him behind the eight ball, especially with his decision-making when it comes to coordinators this past season. But I think, again, when you're the CEO type of head coach, the focus of your other responsibilities are going to be under a microscope. And I think they should be for all head coaches, but you know, I think you'd probably agree the Sean McVays of the world, the Kyle Shanahan's, these offensive minds that have this play-calling reputation, wouldn't you agree normally most of the time like that is the focal point of – like? when people judge them, that is what they judge them off of. Absolutely. And yeah, you Even look it's not at fair. No, but. it definitely isn't because that's their baby. And you yep. look at the charger situation when Brandon Staley was there, you talked right. about their defense and the defense was so bad. Then you get into the microcosmic breakdown of how bad he is at time management and all those yeah. things where I see your point where that's what Nick Sirianni is going to be judged on is just those things. alone. Yeah, it's even more he, important. Because yeah, you're you not have to be place. better situationally. I see yeah. exactly what you're saying. And when you look at those other areas, like aggressiveness, that was terrible this year. Mm-hmm. There were so many opportunities, I think, on you know third and short, fourth down, yep. where they're punting or they're settling for field goals. It just looks like he just kind of lost. I don't know if he lost trust in his players this year compared to last year, but the confidence was not there in money situations as much. It didn't feel like he trusted the red zone offense. And I think a lot of that has to do with him and Brian Johnson didn't have solutions. So they just kind of took the safe way out a lot this year. Yeah. And that's something Jeffrey Lurie does not want in a head coach. It's not a coincidence that most of his head coaches had an aggressive background. And so did Sirianni. I mean, last year they went for it on fourth down, a ton. And this year they still did, but there were just too many times where they were punting or they were settling for a mm-hmm. field goal or even their play calling on third and fourth down were very head scratching. So there's that part. The logic behind a lot of this, these game plans didn't make much sense. He didn't try to fix things with new ideas. And the other part is Nick Sirianni, what we used to give him credit for was he was a developer of young talent who really got better on either side of the ball this year? Not a lot of their young players improved as the year went on. If anything, a lot of the young guys got worse and worse. So I think the other areas of responsibility for a head coach that Nick is even, it's more important because he's not calling plays. I think he failed at this year. He almost feels to me more like a college head coach. Sure. Yeah. Where it's like the the major responsibility for most. I look at Oregon, for example. You look at Dan Lanning. Yes, he is a defensive guy, but he has Tosh Lupoy calling his defense. He has Will Stein calling his offense, and then he is the CEO. So everything when it comes to off the field issues with his players, when it comes to preparation, that's what you're getting judged on as that right. type of because you know you might let a head coach be a little bit worse in those areas if he's an elite play caller. But if you're not going to be a good play caller and not do it at all, you better be good at these other things, or else what are you even doing here? Yeah, you better be fantastic at that. Yeah. Like in your area of what you do, you have to be the best coach at that exactly. And if you are not, which we have seen at times, and I'm playing devil's advocate to my own argument yeah. <laughs> here, but no, I, I'm with you to that extent. And I, I can't make a point to, to counteract what that's recently right. has happened. So that's, that's what he's going to have to go into that bill into that room and say, all right, Jeffrey, I could find a way out of, of what happened. And right. 
I think you you kind of trump me with that one. But I do have I do have one last. Yeah, I was gonna one say, give me one last pitch. That really is like it. It could be the ultimate trump card for Nick Sirianni. It's more to Howie, but it's to Jeffrey and everybody. Okay. You guys have had Chip Kelly. You've had the dictator head coach. Yes, Bill Belichick is out there. Yeah. Howie, do you want to go back to the corner? Ooh, I'm not a threat tr- to you. Your your ideas here are trying to trigger Howie Roseman. And I like it. You're going you for got his it, but you have to play to points. how he is. You have to, <laughs> Lou. You have to say, I, Howie, I am no threat to take any. Power I love it. You try you to butter him all. up first, and if it doesn't work, it's like, all right, I'm going for his PTSD. Yeah, you. Ha- I mean, Lou, what are, what are the other arguments that he's going to make that none of the other head coaches? I like it, man. I don't. Reed, I don't disagree. Chip Kelly or Doug Peterson couldn't have made in that room, right? Like they've all pitched the coordinator change. See, I didn't they think these at all. I, I love the creativity of your pitch. It's great. And I'm if I'm Nick, it's like, Jeffrey, do you really want one guy to have all of the power? Or do you still, you know that he's involved. You oh, know they're that terrified of that. Involved. That's why they're so involved because they said never again after Chip Kelly. Yes. So me, Nick Sirianni, you guys don't have anything to worry about. It, I will take care of the coaching. You can have some input. But you just let it. I'm not a threat to you at all. I don't want to be Chip Kelly. Heck, I don't even want to be Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. I want to be Nick Sirianni. You could take me for another year, see how it goes after that. But if I'm trying to stay around, I'm trying to play to what Howie Roseman, where he is weak, man. And he's he's weak in those areas that so are sentimental good. to him. And like you're saying, you you probably didn't think about these, and I was trying to think no. outside the box with them because wh- what are you going to present? I mean, Andy Reid presented the young quarterback Donovan McNabb argument. We have already seen that. Chip Kelly has presented the scheme over player argument. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson has presented the player over scheme argument. What now are you going to present that's new to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman? You have to get creative. I agree, and I think it hints at how you truly feel. We played both sides. Now we're going to get into what we would do as Lurie and Roseman personally, and then what we think they will ultimately decide on the future of head coach Nick Sirianni. That's coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's talk just for a minute about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I know a lot of people that are getting sick right now. That's scary. Can't imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my family members getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication or I live in Buffalo, New York right now. We've had a blizzard all week. I've been stuck in my apartment. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will then be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use our offer code Locked on, capital L in that promo code to get $20 off your order. Once again, jacemedical.com. Use our promo code Locked on to get $20 off your order. Thanks so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. On today's show, we're talking about Nick Sirianni's future, to fire or not to fire. I feel like we both made a good pitch, Gino, as to why he could be let go or he could be retained. And uh, we did see that report earlier today that Sirianni and Howie Roseman, they're out there right now talking to available coaches, potentially for open coordinator spots. So that's 
pretty promising for Nick in his future if he wants to keep this head coaching job, which unlike Doug Peterson after 2020, I don't think Nick's checked out. He wants to be the guy heading into year four. However, he has not met with Jeffrey Lurie yet, and that was the difference. They thought they were going to keep Doug Peterson after 2020, and then Lurie met with Doug. He heard Peterson's plan at the coordinator positions and ultimately decided to part ways. So I think they're going to give him one more year to fix this, to hire new coordinators, to see improved defensive personnel. They were at one point 10 and one this calendar year, but I personally would move on, Gino. I just, I can't unsee the biggest collapse in NFL history. What say you? It almost feels like if you got cheated on in a friendship or like found out your best friend went to see yeah. For I'm a nerd. Like me and my buddies always went to see the new Star Wars movies when they came out the first day. Like if I found out my friends went and yeah. saw it without me, I'd be a little ticked off. And that's kind of how I feel with Nick Sirianni. It's like ah, I kind of saw like who you truly are deep down. And towards the end of the year, I think yeah, that can really you unsee came that? Mean, can you unsee that? It was can so you unsee bad. what happened? Can you see the slap in the face that we were unaware of at first? I, I think we were mm. aware, but then when it really hit us and we're like, oh, dude, we really have like fingerprints on our face. We got smacked in the face by Nick Sirianni's downfall. I think there is a very strong argument to can you unsee that. But at the same time, I think the Howie Roseman, my coach is not a threat to me portion of this is a legitimate thing that doesn't happen across the National Football League that other people are going to talk about the situation, but that's why you come to Lockdown Eagles. You don't go to the mainstream media they have this weird divide and this weird checks and balances system that a yeah. Bill Belichick would never go for. That I don't believe a Mike Rabel would ever go for. A Jim Harbaugh probably Paul wouldn't Burrow, go for. Jim is not going to leave where he is the king of the state of Michigan right now to come to right. Philadelphia and be the second fiddle, maybe even the third fiddle behind Jeffrey and yeah. Howie Roseman. It has to be somebody with the degree and with the temperament of what Nick Sirianni is as a head coach, and it is somebody who is, that's probably going to be where they end up. I think that he's a lifelong head coach, whether it's in college, whether it's in in football or in yeah. the National Football League, I think Nick Sirianni is going to be a head coach. He's not somebody that, like Bill Belichick, wants to be on the personnel side of things. So we're, we saw that with Chip Kelly. It's like, let me take control of the personnel mm -hmm. The scheme doesn't work. The personnel doesn't work. And we have a whole collapse on our hands once again. That's a, that's a legitimate element to it. And, I mean, who are you going to get right now? I know there's a lot of enticing guys, but that fit the Howie Roseman mold. You might want a luxury vehicle, but, like, dude, if you can't make the car payments, I, agree, I, man. I don't it's, know what to tell you. It's a unique circumstance. It's not, it's not the same as other teams when it comes to the decision no. process. And I agree. I, I think they're going to keep him. Would you personally want him back next year, though, compared to the other candidates? Not saying you want him for the long term, but for 2024 alone, compared to the field, compared to some of these other guys you've mentioned, uh, even a Ben Johnson we can throw in there, Joe Brady, those kind of guys, would you want him back? Now, I'm with you that I think the point that you made that this wasn't the guy that they hired back in 2021 with the yeah. expectation that he was going to be the CEO type. That's of a big coach, deal to me. Right? I don't know. I think a guy like Joe Brady makes so much sense. I think they wanted it to be that yeah. Mike McDaniel, that Kyle Shanahan type where it's, this I'm telling you, they would offense. not have, they would not have hired him if they knew this was the outcome. I, I thought they, they, I believe 
that what your point is is saying that they went into that room and he pitched them on a snake oil sale. That I had this offense. I was the guru. I was the genius. And come to find out they sold you snake oil, essentially. And you get into this situation where it's so difficult to put the blame on it. And and here we go. It's like the Venn diagram of like, where does it overlap with Nick Sirianni? Like he's not the OC. He's not the run game coordinator. He makes decisions when it comes to the defense, but he doesn't. We're hearing sometimes he does call plays, but sometimes he doesn't. It's like, like, what? Yeah. What do you do? Going back to the office. It is literally the office space meme. Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman sitting in front of Nick. What, what do you do here? And do Mm -hmm. you do it well? And, Personally, I mean, it's it's huge for the brand. Like, he, he's got a vowel at the end of his name. He's from Western New York. Like, that's huge. But football's a business. And do I think the Eagles could have a way better offense with some of the unbelievable minds that there are? I mean, heck, dude, like Dave Canales put on a freaking clinic against you the other night in Tampa Bay. And, like, he's a young and up-and-coming mind. And I want my guy to be connected at the hip with the quarterback. So when the ship falls, everybody goes down with the ship because right now it's, it's how we and Jalen are connected. Like that's the connection right now. Yeah. And they're not going anywhere. Doug Peterson made the decision to put Jalen hurts in that football game. It wasn't Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni had to sign on to want to be with Jalen hurts. That's the thing. Sure. He and is not, Carson Wentz at one point. Let's not he's forget. He's not part of their hand, like old yeah. Howie Roseman said a couple years ago. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be really fun to watch this develop over the next few weeks. He has not yet met with Jeffrey Lurie, but again, the report we did see just a few hours ago was that him and Howie are out there right now looking for coordinators. So we know there's going to be a lot of change. Is Sirianni included in that change? We'll keep you posted right here on Lockdown Eagles. Five shows a week where your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And again, guys, want to let you know that Lockdown, we have launched that 24-7 national sports streaming channel on YouTube. We're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with our local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thanks so much for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.